in the book of Romans chapter number 13 I'm looking at verse 11 through and including verse number 14 when you have it rise to your feet in respect to the reading of the word of God hallelujah glory be to God just touch just touch the person next to you and say I love the Lord I love that hallelujah you know, sometimes you can think it in your heart, but every time now and then, you need to articulate it. Let somebody know, I love the Lord. The Apostle Paul, King James text, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is spent; the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in riotous or drunkenness, not in chambering or wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Father, we thank you for your word. Let this word sink in our hearts and in our minds. Let us do your will, Lord. It's our desire to please you. Show us your perfect plan for our lives. And we submit ourselves to it in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. You may be seated in his presence. The urgency of now. The urgency of now. As we note the text, it says, and that knowing the time that, what? Catch up with me, thanks. And that knowing the time that, y'all getting it, y'all getting it. We're going to give a few more people to catch it, change to catch up. And that knowing the time that, yeah. all right, it is high time to awake out of sleep for, is our salvation nearer than when we believed? The urgency of now. Now, at the present time, often as opposed to in the past or the future, at once or at this exact time, under the present circumstances, under what statement of time to indicate that something has been happening from a particular length of time up to the present. The urgency of now. I ask the Lord, Lord, give me a word for this people. It is sometimes the longer you do something, the more difficult it becomes because you have a love for God's people. I don't want to entertain God's people. I don't mind if people don't like me as long as I can move the people of God in a forward motion of loving God. Then I would have discharged the duty that God has laid upon my heart to do. On the, so we see wise people are those who are aware of the time. Jesus' life was set up on time, on a time schedule before he came into the world. Before he came into the world, Jesus' life was set up on a time schedule. 
Amen. It was written of him before the foundation of the world to do thy will. So he was on a time schedule. The truth be told, all that we have is now. All we have is now. Yesterday is gone and the future has not arrived. So we are left with now. For the most part, we squander our now. We squander our now because we can't get over the past. Either the past was so bad, we can't get over it, or it was so good, we're trying to relive it. Can I get a witness? And so because of that, we squander the now. Our now is just being wasted. The writer here said that we must know the time. The believer is to know the time. The word know means to make sure that you know. Do not dare to miss knowing. The word time means a critical period, a strategy, a special period of time. And all of us have a special period of time. And what the Satan wants to do is make you miss the timeline that God has in store for you. There are so many giftings in this building, and yet we go week in and week out waiting for something spectacular to happen so that we can begin to do what God has told us to do. But I charge you, since this is the month of charge, I charge you to identify clearly what God has told you to do and without compromise that we give ourselves to what it is that God has called us to do. Amen. Amen. I said, Lord, what, you wanted, what, what do you want me to tell your people? God said, make them aware of the, ur the urgency of now. We go to sleep. Sleep can be beautiful when you're tired. But sleep is also beautiful when you're so burdened and you don't want to face stuff. You can either take Advil or sleeping pill. We call that clinical depression. And sometimes we in church are suffering with clinical depression. And we think that we can sleep our way through, but the truth be told, it's time to wake up and we dare not go to sleep. God has laid a responsibility. You are too important to God to think that God has made an abstract. You are not an abstract. You are deliberately. I, I, it might have been a slip on your parents' part. But it is a deliberate effort for God on God's part that you were born. You are no accident. Tell the neighbor next to you, say, you're no accident. 
and everything that is wrong with your life, Christ went to the cross to fix it. Don't you dare let anybody beat you across your head with your past. Because right now, everybody in this room is living holy. Now. <laughs> Aren't you glad for the now? And if we can keep the nouns going, we can be holy till Jesus come. Sometimes we look at people and we admire them for uh, their stability. We admire them for their stamina. And we overlook ourselves and the beautiful contributions that we have to make ourselves. And we dismiss ourselves. And we dismiss ourselves from the race. And we say it's all right if I don't perform now, I'll do it in the future. Truth of the matter is, you have to start performing right now. And as I said on Wednesday, some of us are waiting for us to become a wonder. Truth be told, you got to do it while you are a blunder. You can't wait till you become a wonder. Those characters that was in the Bible, they were all blunders. Most unlikely to succeed. The thing that the truth of the matter is, blunders depend upon the power of God. It's the wonders that go ahead of God. But those that are blunders realize if God don't do it, it won't get done. Blunders like Moses. Blunder that says, Lord, I stutter. God said, that's why I told you to speak because I know you stutter. And because, you never, you ever noticed the scripture, how God tells people to do stuff that is contrary to their ability. Because it is Christ in you, all the while, working to satisfy and please himself. It's Christ on the inside of you. So I, I charge you today. Stop letting people pull your resume out and reading it to you. No, sir, you can't pull my resume out. Because one thing about it, you be trying to, you, you, you faking. Because I know it's a blank piece of paper. Why you know it's blank? Because the blood covered. The blood cleaned my sheet. Y'all know what I'm talking about, Steve. The blood have cleaned my sheep. And that don't mean I'm not going to make some more blunders. But the wonder is that with my blunder, God still work a miracle. Somebody still get healed. Somebody still get delivered. Somebody still come out. Hey, my God. And when it happens, I'm looking around. I'm just as bewildered as the person that received the miracle. I'm standing back with my mouth. They said, Lord have mercy. I'm healed. And you sending them back. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You can't wait till you become that wonder. You got to do it as a blunder. Oh God, I love you. Paul, this is what the apostle Paul said. He said, when I am weak, that's when I'm strong. 
Procrastination is the thief of time. And Satan has already stole enough years from our lives. When did God call you to minister? When did he call you to teach? And what has hindered you from teaching? What has hindered you from preaching? What has hindered you from prophesying? Is it not the fear of the now? If I do it now, they're going to judge me. Honey, I got news for you. When you think you got it all together, they're still going to judge you. Because the devil don't never take a vacation. He's always there to accuse you, not only before men, but he has accused you before God. He done told God, if you let them go through certain things, I'm going to make them turn their backs on you. And God said, I guarantee you that they won't. Because well, if you try to make them turn back, I'll just give them more grace. How many of y'all know that if it wasn't for grace, you wouldn't be standing? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you just lift your voice and thank God for grace? I look today and I see, I see so many people wasting their times. Sometimes young boys and young girls wasting their time over somebody who have mesmerized them. Wasting time. Amen. You think that she's such a wonder. You think that she's Alice. She's not Alice. No. She is the adversary. Oh, they can dress up. They can look fine. They can, they can look handsome. They can look all kinds of ways. But if it's stopping you from your now, it is an adversary. I see marriage couple break up, trying to make a whole bunch of money. Making money so they can have the house and the car. But their kids are going lacking because they have nobody to show them how to be good godly kids that fear God. Amen. You got to be a good parent now. You can't wait till you have the car in the garage. Because, you, you know, you might have to park the car on the street. Like I did, you might have to park it in front of the in front of the project, but you can still be a good dad. Your resident have nothing to do with you being a good parent. As I wish I had somebody that was listening to me today, Amen. And then when we waste our time to try to get all of this stuff, by the time you get it, your kids are out of control. You have wasted the now. The best thing you can do for your children. It shows them that it pays to live godly. You got to not only be in church, you got to after you enjoy church. Ain't nothing wrong with them catching you on your knees every now and then. Lord have mercy. But, but, but when you go home and you don't never pray, they don't never hear you saying nothing to God until you get to church. They don't believe you. But when they can catch you on your knees, I prayed before I had an office. I pray in the office now. But before I had an office, I prayed on the living room sofa. My kids saw me praying on the living room. You see, the kids need to see somebody bowing down to God. If you bow down, they will bow down. I wish I had a witness in this place. Help me, Holy Ghost. I see single people wasting their time.
dream of being married with fabulous John. He's not really John. He junk. But you're wasting your time. The Apostle Paul said if you're single, you can serve God better. And if you serve God right, he'll send you a husband. I don't care how scarce the men are. If you go to pick something, I can guarantee you're going to pick junk. But if you serve God and just be pretty, nothing make you more pretty than the Holy Ghost. Men in the street done seen the gals out there. They just somebody that they use in between time to go to the bathroom on. And you, and, and you listen to all that stuff they tell you. When they finish going to the bathroom on you, they wipe up and leave. And they leave something growing. And they want to know, who, who? I don't know her. If you don't get pregnant, they stand on the sideline with the other guys and say, I had that. Told you so, yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> Get pregnant. I don't know her. Uh-uh, no, no. I ain't never seen her before. <laughs> wasting time. Wasting time. Wasting the now. 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 Is what's so crucial to us. I see young people wasting their time. They come out of high school as if they just been released from St. Quentin. <laughs> Throw their head up in the air. I don't want to see another book. So what happened, they waste time until they get about 40 years old. That's how, that's how fast time passes. Then at 40, you're ready to get an education. And by that time, you're too thick-headed. Oh, y'all know, know what I'm talking about. They come, out, they come out of high school, throw them heads up in the air, just like they just came out of prison. College is out here. Get a good education. The burger shop is all right now, but you can't take care of a family on a burger salary. Are y'all with me? I'm almost finished. Thank you. And then there are others that have what you call delayed gratification. See, I think one of the things that have happened to us in the American society is all of us have become microwave people. I love the microwave. I love instant hot water. Our hot water tank is on the other end of the house, so when I get up, if I want some hot water, I just go in the kitchen, turn the faucet on, then go brush my teeth, do everything else I had. By the time I finish everything else, the water came from the back side of the house all up to the faucet. 
there's more. Then there's more. I'm thinking about putting some instant hot water in there. <laughs> so when I hit the faucet, they're already, but don't have that right now. But you learn how to wait. In our house, Lady is the only one, Lady and Delmar might be the only one that cut the oven off. The rest of us, we go to the microwave. <laughs> we don't learn how to do it without getting it tough. We stick it in there, we hit the button, we know, we know how many seconds. Yeah. Now, now you can't, you cannot cook pork bacon at the same time that you cook turkey bacon. Pork bacon is a minute of slice. Oh, I got it down. Four slices, four minutes. But, but, but now, you can't put bacon, you can't put turkey bacon in there for four minutes. I did it. It burnt up. But when I, when I put it in there, I said, this is turkey bacon. Turkey bacon, two minutes, four slices. Bam. Put it out there, perfect. But we have gotten so used to, you know, I don't even know how to fry bacon on the stove. I don't even know how to fry it on the stove no more. Microwave. And we are the same way about God. We, we want God to do it microwave style. But God don't work that way, Barfield. He puts you to the side and he'll let you wait. What he's doing then is curing you. Getting you ready so you won't spoil. See, I come up in the country where we used to have pork meat and we didn't have refrigeration. My daddy would kill a hog about that long. And we had to keep the meat from spoiling. So what my daddy, he had no how to do it. He would take the pig, kill the pig, do all the stuff they got to him. And then he took salt and he put it in there. But he kept on examining the meat because if you don't get the salt around the bone and especially around the joint, you get in there what we call skippers. Skippers is little worms that will grow inside the meat and cause it not to be any good. So what we would do, you had, to, you had to take the meat and you had to make a hole and pack the salt down to the joint. Once the salt is in the joint, it's what we call cured meat. And when the meat get cured, I don't care how hot the smokehouse get, the meat won't spoil. When God begin to cure your life and start packing some salt in you, I don't care how much the devil come, you can tell the devil I'm packed. And I don't care what you try to do to me, I'm too packed for skippers. No vacancies. And so this is what God do. God will put you on the sideline and he'll let you cure for a while. Some of us are going through the curing stage right now. Do I have any witnesses in this building going through the curing stage right now? But when he finished, when he, when he finished, because he knows some stuff is still in you. But when he finished with you, you're going to come forth as pure gold. Brothers and sisters, we have a deal on the table. We cannot afford to walk away now. Everything we have is on the table. It's called grace. 
My God, now is the time. Why is now so important? Grace is free right now. Now is the time because God is working with you right now. Now is the time because healing is here right now. Before you call, I'll answer. And while you're speaking, I'll say, here I am. Now is the time. Now is the time for us to go against demons because now we have the name Jesus. Abraham had a name, amen, and he called him I am that I am. Abraham did the best he could with I am that I am. Then we see David came along and he had a name for him. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. Somebody else said he was Jehovah Nisi. Somebody else says he's El Shaddai. But today, right now, we got a name that is above every name. I wish I had somebody who knew the name. Right now, we got the name. What's his name? What's his name? We got the name of Jesus. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. You got power. Somebody say power. You got power. You got power. You got power. You got power. When do you have it? Anybody got power? Oh, y'all ain't got no power. Y'all ain't got no power. Anybody got power? You're going to get it tomorrow. You got it in layaway. After tomorrow. God, I love you. Let me tell you. In the book of Numbers, chapter number 13, Caleb and the spies went up to spy out the land. They went to spy the lane out, but when they went to spy the lane out, Caleb and Joshua came back with a good report. They said, we're well able to take this lane, but the condition was, Lord have mercy, verse number 30. Uh, let me read this to you in the King James, then I'll read it to you in the message. This is what the King James says. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. The mess translation put it this way. Caleb interrupted, called for silence before Moses and said, let's go up and take the lane now. The secret is now. The call is it's just right. Heaven is lining up with you. The stars are lining up with you. 
the Bible said that God fought some battles for Israel. He fought them with the stars in the heaven. But they had, to be, they had to move precisely because the stars was in a certain alignment at a certain time. Had Israel not moved at the time the stars was aligned, they would not have won the battle. So this is what he said, let's go up now. They said, no, nah, we ain't going to do it. They went into a rebellion. They got to the place. We're going to stone him. We're going to stone this Moses, we're going to stone him. We're tired of that foolishness. We're going to stone him. God came through and told them about Moses. He said, you stubborn and you rebellious people. Moses, I'm going to kill every one of them, and I'm going to raise up a strong people for you. Moses said, Lord, don't kill them, don't kill them, don't kill them. Let's let them live for a while. God says, he said, all right, I won't kill them, but I'll tell you one thing. They will not go in the promised land. And let me tell you, some of us that are sitting in this room, you have seen too much glory to escape the wrath of God. Did y'all understand what I said? You have seen too much glory to escape the wrath of God. God done did some works in Redeemed Assembly. I mean some mighty work. We, we, I'm not talking about this church as usual. God has done some mighty miracles in our midst, and we have seen too much to walk away this thing clean. God said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to just let them circle around like buzzers. I'm going to kill them. So God said, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let them go. So what God did begin to do is God spared their lives. They got up the next morning and says, tell you what, we're going to go up there and we're going to take the lane. That's in the next chapter, chapter number 40. You can start reading somewhere around the 40th through the 45th verse. Early the next morning, they started out for the high hill country saying, we're here, we're ready. Let's go up and attack the land that God has promised us. We sinned, but now we're ready. <laughs> I'm reading from the message translation. But Moses said, why are you crossing God's commandment yet again? This won't work. Don't attack. God isn't with you in this. You'll be beaten badly by your enemy. The Amalekites and the Canaanites are ready for you, and they'll kill you because you have left off obediently following God. God is not going to be with you in this. But they went anyway, recklessly and arrogantly, they climbed up the hill, the high, the high hill country. But the chest, which was the ark of the covenant of Moses, did not budge from the camp. The Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived in the hills, country came out of the hill and attacked and beat them and routed all the way down to Hamah. Now, the difference was this. Had they went up then, some stuff you can't wait for the next day. Had they went up that day, they would have won the victory. But they slept on it and said the next day we're going to come out. How many of y'all know that delayed obedience is disobedience? Tell your neighbor what I just said. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Amen. So you 
can't delay it. It's disobedient. Now, the same God is in the same place. You have the same amount of people, but the thing is, they did not operate in the now. That's why it's important to operate in the now. When you operate in the now, God will give you victory. And with that, I'm going to.